0: Aapyāyantumamāṅgāni Vākprāṇascakṣu śrūtramatau Balamindriyānita sarvāni Sarvam brahmau Māham brahmanirā Māmā brahmanirā a nirā karṇam astva nirā karṇam me astu Tadātmane nirateyaupanishat sudharmās mai santu, te mai santu Om shānti shānti shṛti smṛti purāṇā आलयं करुणालयं नमामि भगवत्पादं पादं शंकरं लोक शंकरं शंकरं, 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 शंकरं शंकराचार्यं केशवं बाधरायनं सूत्र भाष्य वंदे Ishwaro guru rat madee moortibheda vibhagine vyomabhadvyatta dehaya dakshya moortayayana maham omit yeta dakshara mudgeetha mupasita
1: o meteshud gayate o
2: divikarati
1: tasyo pavyakhyanam sarvatra prasidho upadesha yat sarvesh Jivadhar So हाँ ब्रह्म शब्दस्य So that which is well known in all the Vedantas Yet Brahma शब्दस्य जगत् So that which is the cause of the creation which is denoted by the word Brahma. He has a Sarvam Khalidam Brahmaidi Vakyopakramai Shudam. Here also was stated as Sarvam Khalidam Brahma das in the beginning itself, which has been mentioned. Tadeva Suprasid so Upadesha Tadeva Manumet Vadidharmaiv Vishna Upadishade Prasid Dasy Upadesha. So here Upadesha, what is taught is, what is Prasiddham, what is well known. In all the scriptures, in all the Upanishads, as Brahman, which is Jagatkaranam, and Tadeva, that alone is Manomaya Tvādi Dharmahi Vishishtam, even Manomaya, Prāśarira. So this Dharma, the attributes that have been taught here, it is Param Brahma, which is actually taught as Manovayam, as shariram upadishyata itiyuktam, that alone is proper. evamcha prakritahana aprakvata na Then alone you will not be committing the faults of discarding what is in the discussion and taking something which is out of context. So giving up what is in the context and accepting something out of context is a fault that you committed if you interpret here that jiva is the upasya Nanu Vakyopakrame vākyo pakrame shvam vedi vyakshaya says, you claim that Brahma is prakrutam that Brahma is a subject matter of discussion. Sarvam khalo Brahma. That's right at the beginning, Brahma has been taught and that subject matter says, No, that's not so. Brahma is not a subject matter of discussion vākyo pakrame sam vakshaya brahma niridhishtam. In the beginning, that Brahma is niridhishtam is indicated not as the topic under discussion, sam Vidhi paraya. The purpose of mentioning Brahma there is to enjoin Shama or tranquility of mind. And thus, mentioning of Brahman has served the purpose by being the means or reason for Tranquility of mind. Just as Agato Raja Purusha tamboja. Raja Purusha has come. Please give him food. So what is first mentioned is Raja. But that's not the topic in the discussion. The Rajan serves the purpose by by telling us who the person is Purusha. So Raja is a subsidiary to the word Purusha. So Purusham Bhajai, Nadu rajanam Bhajad, even though the word Rajan is mentioned first, the one who is to be fed is Purusha. So also, even though Brahman is mentioned first, what is to accomplish is tranquility of mind. And then that means raja there is not a subject of discussion. Here also Brahman is not the subject of discussion. This is what we have said already. Atravuschary. To that we reply yadyapi sam Yes, accepting. We accept that the purpose of mentioning Brahma is to enjoy the tranquility of mind. We accept it still. tathapi manomahatvadiśu upadisya But then in subsequent passage, when the Upanishads will teach that one should meditate upon the entity possessed of manomahatvam where manomahai Manomaya, upadhi yasya satat, manomayat pum or sa, manomaya. Mano prana sharira mishasa, prana sharira. So then, prana is the body of whom? So that mayat is with adhidapratya. And therefore, that manomaya mano means then that prana means then that So mind essentially is the upadhi of whom? And prana is the sharira of whom? So those sarvanamas are there. Which have an expectance of whom? Then you go to what is closely mentioned, namely Brahman. So, Mano Maya Upadishyamaneshu Tadeva Brahma Sannihitam Bhavati. Then we have to find whose body is the Prana? Who has mind as Upadi? That question will arise. Then Brahman is what is mentioned immediately. Therefore, Brahman is what is the determination is that Brahman is Manomaya, hai, that alone is Prana Sharira. But why not Jiva? Manomaya, Prana Sharira refer to Jiva. Jivasthu, na sannihita. But Jiva is not in the proximity. Naja, so Shabdenu Brahman has two advantages. Sannihitam, he is in the proximity. Secondly, Brahman is mentioned by Shruti in her own words. Whereas Jiva is neither close by nor is the word Jiva used by the Shruti. That is first sutra. Then, Itascha Brahmaivatru Pasamedi. For this further reason also we say that Brahman alone is the object of meditation. Second sutra says, Vivakshita Guru So, Vivakshita Gunopatehe Upana Upasanatam Upadishtanam Satya Sankalpatpa Bharupa Twadi Gunanam Brahmani Upapatehe Vivakshita Guna All the Gunas are attributes that are intended to be presented here as to be meditated upon. Like Manomayatpa So Manomaya Pranasharira Bharupa these are the various gunas or attributes which are meant to be meditated upon. That is what the Shruti intends. So, vivakshita guna. Guna the attributes which are presented here as what are to be meditated upon. Upattescha. All those gunas, all the attributes like Manomayatvam, Pranashriyatvam, bharupatvam, Satya Singalbatvam, etc all of these are plausible or possible only in case of brahma and not in case of not only in case of brahma next one is not in case of jiva this sutra says that only in case of brahman these attributes manomayatva prashriyatva bharupatva satya sankalpatva are possible and therefore, Manomayaha, brahmaiva na jiva so, what is meant by Manomaya Prashrira is Brahma and not Jiva. Even though it appears that Manomaya Prashrira they fit better in Jiva than Brahman. It says, no, no, these attributes fit properly in Brahman rather than in Jiva. So, Vashyakara starts explaining the sutra Vivakshita. What is Vivakshita? Vakta Mishtaha Vivakshidaha So Vakta Vivaksha. That So what is intended to be said is called Vivaksha. Vivakshita. That which is intended to be said So Vakta Mishtaha Vivakshidaha So those which are intended to be expressed Vakta Mishtaha Those which are intended to be expressed are called Vivakshita. In the Sutra, the word is Vivakshita. Vivakshita guna upattescha. So Vivakshitanam gunanam brahmani upattescha. Because the attributes that are intended to be stated here, they are possible only in case of Brahman. That's why we say that the object of meditation is Brahman and not jiva. Says Jnanu Shastra Yonitwebi Ishwarasya Rachanayam Aswatantra Apor Shaytam Veda Syukhtvam so Shastra Yoni Twa the third sutra say here that who is what is Brahman? Shastra Yoni. Brahman is Yuni or the creator or the cause of Shastra, the revealer of Shastra. So Ishwara is the one who is revealed the shastra. So Shastra Vuni Tuebi. Even though Ishvara is Shastra uniya the one has revealed the Shastra. Ishwarasya rashanayam aswatantyat. Ishwara is not Swadantra. Asimhato Bhutasya Nishvasidam. So this nishwasa. The out-breath is something which is natural, so also the manifestation of Veda from Ishvara also is without an effort. So out-breath is effortless. So also the revealing of the Vedas on the part of Brahman is effortless. Which means that even Brahman or Ishvara is not created Vedas, not composed Vedas. Therefore, with reference to revealing the Vedas, even Ishvara also does not have creatorship. Ishvarasya asvatantriyat. Apaurushaetvam Veda Uktam. There were, Veda is called Apaurusha. But Ishvara is all called Purusha Veshesha. So Purusha is not only a human being, but then Yoga Shastra says Ishvara also is Purusha Veshesha. A Purusha, particular kind of Purusha. Possessed of greatness is Ishvara, but still is Purusha. And there were Mimamsakad would say that Ishvara also is not the creator of the Vedas. He is the, the revealer of the Vedas. Lord Krishna is not the writer of Bhagavad Gita. He is the one from whom Bhagavad Gita emerged. And so also, Vedas are not written by Ishvara. Vedas are those which emerge from Ishvara. They are apaurushetvam. Therefore, Vedas are apaurushaya. They are not composed by any individual or any entity. Vedasyuktam. Tatra vaktu abhavat. There were, this no vakta in Veda. Even though we say, you know, Shruti says that, so we say that tentatively. But then, it is not there is an entity called sudhi or Ishvara which says that. Vaktu abhavat, ittham vivakshita vadam katham vigrushyade. Then vivakshita gnobatesya. You say, vakta mista vivakshitaha. So those which are intended to be said or conveyed are called vivakṣitāhā. But then, intended to be conveyed, that means there is somebody who intends to convey. That means there is an individual who intends to convey. That means there is a vakta or, or a speaker, you know, in the form of Vedās, which intends to convey something. tatra vaktu habhāvat ittam vivakṣitapadam vaktu mishtahā vivakṣitāhā. This is what how do you how to explain that word how the vigraha so how to split that word and how to explain it so bhashyakara is dabaiti yadyapi apaurushey vede vaktu abhava na ichchartha sambhavate tathape Upadane na khalena upacharyate. Yet, even though apoushe vede, without being apoushe, not being composed by anybody, there is no individual saying these things. Bhaktu avavad, there is no bhakta, there is no speaker, you know, but individual. Speaking these words of Vedas, Ichartha, na sambhavati. So, there is nobody who intends. So, when somebody intends, when, when there is an individual who is saying something, there is an intention of saying it. Veda is not being said by an individual. Therefore, there is no individual who is intending to say something. Ichchartha, na sambhavati. The idea of an intention is not possible in case of Vedas. You cannot say intended meaning. Vyakshi, Vyaksha means, Vyakshita means, what is intended to be meant. That means there is somebody who intends. Then Veda is that which intends. Veda is not an individual. Not the expression of individual that, an intention can be there. So you cannot assign intention to Vedas. sambhavade. That is true. Tathabi still upadane na phalena upashariyate upadanam so whatever you take up whatever you accept is upadanam so clay is called the upadana karana because when a pot maker wants to make a pot he reaches out for clay he takes up the clay he picks up the clay so whatever you accept is called upadanam upadane na phalena upashariyate so whatever you take as the as meaning, so then we say that this was the intended meaning. It is not that the Veda intends, but then whatever meaning, the Vedic statements, you accept that meaning is an acceptable meaning, that is called the intended meaning. Siddharatna Prabhupada, Vastuna vivakshaya pala so upādānena phalena upacharyate. Vastuna Vivakshaya phalam. Vivaqshā means the intended. So what is intended we say? So what is the result of the intention of saying something? Isko upādānam svikāraha. So whatever meaning that is accepted or acceptable, that is said to be the intended meaning. <coughs> Even in the case of an individual also, when you say something, there is an intention of saying. And the person who hears also accepts the same meaning that you intended. If the person does, in that case, what is accepting, he will only accept what is acceptable meaning. And therefore when you say clay, he'll accept only a meaning which, you know, which pertains to clay and not gold or something like that, you know. So, word clay has an acceptable meaning. Is that from which you make pots and stuff like that, you know, and not from which you make idli, etc. And so, that's how the word clay Conveys a meaning which is accepted by the listener, so that becomes the intended meaning of the word claim. So Vastunaha, Vakshaya Phalam, Upadanam, Upadam means svikara. So whatever is accepted the meaning. Such a prakrudeshu guneshwastidi, yakshwacharaidi. So that such a that svikaraha. Guneshwasti. So Manomaya, Maya prana sharira these are the Gunas their attributes. So when Manomaya prana sharira bharupaha, when these attributes are stated, then if the then if you are, if you accept these attributes applicable to Brahman, if that is an acceptable meaning. With reference to Manomaya, prana rupaha. If the acceptable meaning is that they apply to Brahman, then that is called the Vivaksha. So what is it the Shruti intends to communicate by the words Manumaya, prasari? If you accept the meaning of Manumaya, Pranashari as applicable to Brahman in your mind, then that is what is the Shruti, intention of Shruti. <coughs> Such a prakurdeshu, guneshu, in all the gunas such as Manomaya, that is the, that they are applicable to Brahman. That's how only in a secondary sense or figurative sense, we say that Shruti has an intention. So when the Shruti the uses the word Manomaya, sharira Bharubha, how do we determine what is the intention of Shruti? Assuming Shruti is an individual. How do you understand what is the intention? So whatever acceptable meaning of these words, prana Pranasharit are there, they will be called the intention of Shruti, that's called the Vivaksha. And if those word meanings are, are applicable to Brahman, then we say that Shruti has a Vivaksha intention to present mano-maya etc., these attributes for Brahman. So if these attributes are applicable to Brahman. Then we we'll say that Shruti is intended to use them or teach them what Brahman? <coughs> so tathapi upādāne na upacharya de. Ukta <coughs> upacharasya alaukika tvam pratyā And it's not that Vedas use some alaukika method, Vedas also use the words or expressions in the same meaning in which people can understand. Therefore, even to explain what the Vedas says, we can give the day-to-day example. So kind of, you know, the, the, the methodology that is employed in the day-to-day communication by people is also methodology employed by the Vedas. Vedas do not employ some unusual or out of this world methodology. Vedas also employ the same methods that we employ in our day-to-day communication. Then alone we can understand what the Vedas say. Vedas has a different kind of a setup, and we won't understand. Like this Vyakarana. Vyakana, he uses the things in his own way. He has developed a whole structure of communication. You must know what that structure of communication is. Otherwise, you won't understand what he says. Which is alright for whatever a wants to do. All sutrakaras may have done, but a in particular has developed a whole language of his own of communicating the... because he wants to communicate briefly in whatever he wants to do. But Vedas don't have any special way of communication. Otherwise ordinary people won't understand that. Therefore, whatever way we communicate is the way in Veda, which Veda communicates. That is why, to understand what is the intended meaning in case of Veda, we can also give the example of our day-to-day life. That's why lo Bhaskara says, Lokehi, 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 Lokehi yad shabdha upadeyam bhavati tad vivakshitam ittyuchyate yad anupadeyam tad avivakshitam iti Lokehi it is well known that in our day-to-day communication. Yad shabdha upadeyam bhavati So, when a word is used and the meaning of that word, which is upadhyam, which is acceptable, that is what we say that this is the the intention with which this word has been used. So, when a person uses the word space, then whatever meaning is applicable, that's what we use, space. Now, then you have to take the context. As Swami, you would say, what do you want? When this man says, I want a head on my shoulder, so I can't give a head on your shoulder. Why? Because you already have it. But I thought you are God, you can do anything. I can do anything, but I can't do what is already there. If you want something inside the head, I can give you, you know. So what is inside? Now that word inside also, inside the head has a different kind of a connotation. Whether you have brain inside or not, that I can give you. That inside is not just inside. So then, what is intended meaning of the word inside there? That will call vivaksha. So what inside can have any meaning elsewhere, but it is implied meaning. And so, you mud-headed, you know, and somebody said for example, mud-headed, Now, there's a mud inside, clay-headed, then there's a grey matter and this matter is called grey matter, etc., you know, and so, in the brain there is grey matter and this matter, etc., and so, all those words are even maybe technical words, used in a particular sense and they are to be understood in that sense. So that meaning you call the vivakṣyata, that's the intended meaning. So yashabda vidayam upādayam bhavati. So when a word is used, the meaning which is acceptable in the context, that was vivakṣyata we say that, that is the intended meaning. Shono dhāvati, the red runs. The intended meaning word shona ashva dhāvati, the red horse runs. So by the word red you understand that, red horse. So that's called Vavakshita. That is intended meaning. Not just the red color, but the red horse. So that is the, we say that, that's what this person intended. Even when he said the red runs, he meant the red horse runs. What is it? The white horse is walking, you know. Swami used to use this example. The white horse is walking. Look at the white horse, he's coming to us. He looked up down the street. A man, you know, a man is coming. There is no white horse. Where is white horse? White horse is inside him. White horse happens to name of a whiskey. This fellow has in plenty. So he is walking like a whatever, you know. So white horse is walking. So there by the word white horse is man. Not a white horse, but a whiskey. Johnny Walker, etc. Whatever, you know. So these are the names of whiskeys, etc. And so scotch or whatever. And so intended meaning that you have to know. That's the intended meaning. What is acceptable in that particular context? What meaning is not acceptable? That is Abhivakshitam. So even though it may be literal meaning, but not acceptable then, we say that is not the intended meaning. Even though it is literal meaning, you know, not the intended meaning. Not a literal meaning, intended meaning. So you decide what the meaning is intended and that's called intended meaning, which is meaning acceptable of a particular word or a particular statement. That's called the Tadvada vedepep upadeyatvena abhitam Vivakshitam bhavati itarata Avivakshitam That was Vedepi. So rule that is applicable in our day-to-day communication also is applicable to the Vedic communication. That was Vedepi upadetvan abhitam So whatever is an accepted meaning of a particular word or a passage, That is Vivakshitam So when we say Vivaksha, so, and Nishya we want to do. What is the purpose? Meaning, what is the intended meaning here? All along, all this analysis in the Mimamsa Shastra is to determine tatparya or the purpose. What is the intention? What is the intended meaning? What is the meaning intended by the Shastra? Because we should understand the Shastra in the same sense in which they are intended to be understood. Otherwise, communication has not taken place. So communication is t- said to have taken place provided the listener understands the words or passages in the same sense in which the speaker has intended to use them. Tadva Vedepi avitam Vivakshitam Bhavati. Therefore, even though in Veda there is no person, still we can say figuratively that this is a vivaksha, this is the intent, this is the, what is intended to be conveyed. And whatever meaning is not applicable, we say that this is not the intended meaning. Whatever meaning is applicable, we will say this is the intended meaning. says idam grahyam Idan tyajyam grahyam This meaning should be accepted. idam tyajyam This meaning should be discarded. You know. So shonaha meaning is a horse and not just the color. So this meaning is accepted. Other meaning is discarded. So that the that understanding which we have, vivakṣa that is determined by what is vivaksha, what is intended. So no, veda How can there be intention, intention on the part of Veda? So we understand what is acceptable as a meaning, what is not acceptable based on what is vivaksha or what is intended to be conveyed by that person. From that we take the appropriate meaning. In case of Veda, since there is no individual, there is no intention there, then how will you decide? What is acceptable meaning I and mean, what is not accepted meaning? Veda Kutasya Dityadaha so Upadana Bhashyakana says Upadana Anupadanaetu Veda Vakya Tatparya Atatparya Bhyam Avadam Yete Upadane anupadane tu, which meaning should be accepted, which should not be accepted. To Vedavakya, Tātpārya, Atātpārya, Bhyam, we determine what is Tātpārya, what is the purport of the statement or a passage. So whatever Tātpārya the is there, that is to be accepted, so that is called the Vibakṣitā. Tātpārya means what is the purport. So we have to determine what the purport of a passage is or a statement is word is tātparyam. This is not the purport, that's the purport. So what is the purported meaning? Is the meaning that is accepted. What is not purported is unaccepted. So Bharatnava explains that. Tātparyam nāma khalavad artha prateedi anukulatvam shabda dharma. Tātparyam nāma. What is Tātparyam? What's the purport? Phalavat artha pratiri. Pratidhi is the cognition of a meaning. Arthavat. So, phalavat artha pratidhi. Not just any meaning, but the meaning that is useful. So, meaning that makes sense. So, phalavat artha pratiri anukulatvam. So, tātper the purport, which means conduciveness of cognizing a meaning which is meaningful. A meaning it is is meaning-purposeful. So, only when a meaning serves the purpose, if the meaning does not serve the purpose, then that cannot be called the intended meaning, that cannot be purport. So, if you take sometimes literal meaning, you will not serve the purpose. As I said, white horse will not serve the purpose, you take the literal meaning. Then, that is not the intended meaning, that's not the purport. And so, you go for a meaning that is acceptable in this context. That's say, this is the purpose. And that's the intention. So intention and purport ultimately amount to the same thing. Shabda dharma. This is the Shabda Dharma. This is the dharma or attribute of a word. It is called Tatparya. Tatparya is the dharma or the attribute of a word. And that is the meaning that is meaningful. The cognition that is meaningful in a given context. How do you arrive at that? Upakramadena, Tashegnana, Tayo, In case of the written words or the spoken words, we have this criteria. Six linga either Upakram, Ovasamahara, Abhyaso, Purvata, Falam, etc. So, by Upakram, Ovasamahara, etc. By those criteria, you determine what is the Tathpariya and the purport is, and then what is purported meaning is accepted, what is not purported is given up. What is accepted is called Upadana and that is the Vibaksha. So Vivakshita the meaning is the same as the Tatpariya in this case. Prasangagata Muktva Sutram Vyajaste. Because Sutra Kāra says Vibaksha therefore this question to arise. Then Vārshakar explains the meaning of Vibaksha. Vibaksha means what is intended to be communicated, meaning what is the acceptable meaning in this context. So maya, one who has mind as Upadhi, now literal meaning will be the jiva, but that does not fit in the context, therefore the intended meaning is Prana Sharira. little meaning is the one who has Prana as the body, so immediate, uh, uh, immediate meaning will what is jiva. No, no, but in this case it is Brahman. Therefore, we will discard Jiva and accept Brahman as Manomaya Pranasharira. So, this is So, Vyakshita Guna Upatescha. The Gunas that are stated here are only plausible or possible in case of Brahman, not in case of Jiva. <coughs> so, now Vashyakara explains the Sutra. तदि ये ये भवक्षिता
0: गुणा उपासनाया उपादेयत्वेन
1: उपदिष्टा हा सत्य संकल्प प्रभुते परस्मिन
0: ब्रह्मने उपपद्यन उपपद्यन
1: Tat iha, tat means Tasmat. Therefore, what is Tasmat? Tat per evatvad ityartha hai. Inasmuch as whatever the Shruti says must have a purport. Shastra will not say some name which is without a purport, without a sensible meaning. So, tat tasmat meaning tat Here also this passive tat purport, evatvad. Therefore, iha. ये विवक्षिता Here, of course, you touch the Vyokshitaha Gunaha. This is the Vyokshitaha Gunaha. This is the Vyokshitaha So, This is Gunaha. This is the Vyokshitaha Gunaha. This is which are upasana, upadhyadunupadishtaha. So, those which are taught here by the Shruti, as those which are to be taken up for meditation, what are they? Satya Sangalva Prabhudaya, Satya Kama, Satya Sangalva, Satya Kama, Satya Karma, etc. Sarva Karma, Sarva, sarva gandha Sarva Rasa, etc. So, all of these. Te Parasmin Brahmani Upadyante. Live aside right now Manomaya and then Pranasharira, then rest of them Parasmin Brahmani Upadyante. They are only tenable in case of Param-Brahman. Satya-Sankalpa, Satya-Kasarva-Kama, all of these cannot be applicable in case of Jeeva. You know, they can be properly applicable only in case of Param-Brahman. ने माशा करे सिस परमात्मगुणत्वेन चय ये आत्मा अपहत पापमा ना सॉरी सत्य संकल्प तुम ही परमात्मन एव Take an example. So, satya-sankalpatvami That one whose resolves are true, so one whose resolves are always, are unfailing. Whatever you think, that's what happens. That's called satya-sankalpatvam. Whatever sankalpa, the resolve, arises in the mind, that happens. Actually, it should happen right away. Because vishwara, as sankalpa arises, so the creation takes place just as in dream, kamam karma, just as in our mind in the dream also, as a sankalpa arises, immediately the dream world is created. So also as far as the waking world is concerned, as a sankalpa arises in vishwara, that is in maya, the creation takes place, no more, nothing more is required. For creation, no more than sankalpa is required. Just as in dream also, Nothing more than Sankalpa is required for us and so also for Ishwara, nothing more than Sankalpa. As Sankalpa is there, Sankalpa takes place, things happen. Satya Sankalpa Tvami, Srishti Sthiti Samhaya Reshu, Aparate Bhaddha We have all kinds of Sankalpas, but then so many obstacles are there. So we have a Sankalpa, I want to reach this place. At certain time, what do you find? You find an accident, then you held up some diversion, you know, and then you are some sent someplace else. So, all kinds of obstacles can happen because we do not call all the shots. We, we don't call all the shots, we don't control all the laws, we don't, we also, so many variables are there, unknown variables are there. Even though variables will be known, they are not in your control. But that, Ishwara cannot afford all that stuff, you know. Therefore there are unknown variables. There are unknown variables that he cannot control, otherwise there is doesn't that he can't create. Therefore, shri stri the samharyasu The shakti or the power of Ishwara is unimpeded. With heaven to creation, sustenance, dissolution, Ishwara's power is unimpeded. Therefore, Paramatma ava kalpade, only Paramātma or Parameshwara or brahma In case of Paramātma or brahma alone, this Satya Sankalpatvam being true to this all is possible because his powers are unimpeded. His knowledge is unimpeded. Even though power may be unimpeded, still if your knowledge is faulty, you make a Sankalpa which goes against the reality, in which case you can't accomplish that. Your Sankalpa must be true to the reality of life and there cannot be an impediment in fulfilling that Sankalpa. <coughs> there cannot be, if the Sankalpa is absolutely true to reality, then there will be no impediment also. This is by the way we are saying. The Sankalpa is absolutely true to reality. Our Sankalpas are not totally true to reality because our knowledge of reality is faulty or limited. Ishwara's knowledge of reality is complete, perfect. Therefore, whatever result is there is in keeping the reality. Therefore, there is no impediment. There is no ignorance. Ignorance is the primary impediment actually, as we saw earlier. Ignorance is the primary impediment. Which Ishvara does? Because Sarvajna, no impediment, no ignorance. Therefore, Satya Sankalpatyam is possible only in case of Ishvara, only in case of Brahma. Atma Gunatwe in Atma Apahatapatma Shuti Hasti. There is Shuti also, which he contains the Yukti of the reasoning. From Chandogya Upanishad itself, Yatma Apahatapapma, Vijaraha, Vimrutihu, Vishokaha, Vijigatsaha, Apipasaha, Satya Kamaha, Satya Sankalpa, Yatma Apahatapapma, the self that is devoid of Papa, sinless. Vijaraha, devoid of the decrepit. Vimrutihu, devoid of death. Vishokaha, devoid of grief. Vijigatsa, devoid of hunger. Abhipasa, devoid of thirst. Kama then alone. All these Kama. one whose kama, the desires are always true. Satya-sankalva, one whose results are always true. So this is how in the Chandogya Upanisha, the 8th chapter, Atma is described. <coughs> so, Paramatma Gunatvena Chana. Yatma in that passage, Satya Kamaha, Satya Sankalpaha, these are all actually stated by the Shruti as the attributes of Paramatma. Then Akashatmatvam Vaktum then Niruktim Karodi. Akashatma also is one of the attributes stated here. So Vashyaka explains that. Akashatma Ityadina. Ākāśvat Ātma āśya ātya-thaha
2: atma
1: Ātma asya 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 When the Upanishad says here, what do you mean? What is understood? Akashavat Ātma Not the space with the Ātma, whose ātma or the nature is like that of space. Ākāśvat Ātma āśya is the Ātma, one whose ātma or the swarupa of the nature ākāśvat is similar to that of space. So that is explained there. Krasam jada jada samyam But then ātmā is Chaitanya. Akash is jada, inert. How can there be similarity between the two? So you say that Akash ātmā means one whose nature is similar to that of space. But this Parambrahma is Chaitanya. Space is inert. How can the nature of Chaitanya be similar to that of inert? So then Bhashyakana says, Sarvagatatvadit meidharmaihi, Sambhavati, Akashena, Samyam Brahmanaha. Sarvagatam, so Akash is all pervasive, is formless, it is untainted. It is ever pure, it is shining. So these are the very attributes that Akasha possesses, you know. Of course, in a relative sense, but then Parmatma possesses those attributes of nature or characteristics in a primary sense, and there were Sarvagatva Devi Dharmahi. Akasha also, space also possesses dharma attributes such as all pervasiveness and others. So and then of course, formlessness, all pervasiveness, formlessness. Asangatpam, unattachedness. Nirlebatpam untaintedness. So by these attributes there is a similarity between paramatma and akasha. So Akasha is there, presented as one of the examples for paramatma. Asambhavati, Akashana Samyam Brahmana. That's how Brahmana Akashana Samyam Sambhavati that brahman can be said to be similar to Akasha. jastvam sarvagata sadakam iti and look what this passage itself says also shows all brahman is possessed of sarvagataptam all pervasiveness says vashagara jayan prabhya ha etyadena cha eta deva darshayate jayan prabhya this passage itself says that one you are supposed to meditate upon is greater than the earth, bigger than the earth, and then bigger than intermediate space, bigger than heaven, bigger than the whole world. So, by this, by that description, Eta Deva meaning what? Sarvagatatam Eva Upanishad also says here that the entity to meditate upon is all pervasive. Akashatmatvam vaktam tan niruktim karodi. No, akashatmatvasya niruktinantram āsankya. You explain akashatma as ātmā asya. But akashatma can be explained differently also. That, that's samasa. So if you explain akashatma in a different way, then what? Vashyakara says, Yadapi akashaha. Atma yasya idivyakya yade. Tadabi sambhavati sarva jagat karan asya. Sarvatmanaha brahmanaha akashat matvam. Yadavi yadavi. Even when akashatma yasya idivyakya yade. Akash is the self of whom, akash is the body, ātma is body here, space is the body of whom is called Akash ātma. Suppose that's how we explain that particular expression, tadāpī vandhan, sambhavati sarva kārana sarvātma brahmana ākāśa ātma because brahman is cause of the entire universe, is the material cause, the way it pervades the entire universe, the material cause always pervades the effect. So, Brahman being the upadana kāraṇam, it pervades the entire, so, sarva-gadasya. So, sarva-jagat-kāraṇasya, Brahman which is the cause of the entire creation. The upadana material cause, sarva-atmana. So, upadana kāraṇam, material cause is necessary the Atma, the self of the effect. So, Brahman, akashatmatvam so, Brahman pervades the space also. Therefore, Brahman is the self of Akasha also. For Akasha or body, Akasha can be the body of the Upadhi of Brahman. There, Atma is body and Upadhi. Since Brahman is present everywhere, therefore, Akasha is the body of the Upadhi of Brahman. In that sense also, Brahman can be called Atma. <coughs> because Sarvatmanha, Brahman. Ha. Brahman is Sarvatma or the self of all. So, how do you say Sarvatma? You see. How do you say it is like space? Because all pervasive. How is all pervasive? Because Sarvatma. How is Sarvatma? See. So, Vashtra keeps on explaining. And in so explaining, he explains his passage also. So, all the attributes that are stated to, to given here for meditation, these are also being explained here in that process of unfolding, you know, the idea that is communicated here. <coughs> So says Ratna Prava, Sarva Atmatve pramana, so, pramana So what's the Pramana? So what's the evidence for saying that Brahman is Sarva Atma? So, that comes later. Here, Atah eva Sarva Karma Ittyadi So because Brahman is a Sarva all therefore Sarva Karma, therefore he is the performer of all the actions. As a Self of all, Brahman performs all the actions. Ittyādi. Sarva-karma-yana ittyādi. So, adi sarva-kam, adi Therefore, He entertains all the desires. Therefore, all the desires are His, all the juices are His, all the smells are His and so forth, because Brahman is sarva Atman so ata eva uktam upatyam upasamharate the upatya the reason is being concluded here by bhashyakara eva mate evam
0: iha upasyataya rakshata gunaha brahmane
1: Upapadhyante. Upapadhyante. means here, even here, in this particular context, in this text, Upasthitya, Vakshitaha Gunaha. All the guna that attributes that are intended to be presented as those to be meditated upon, Upasthitya. So, Manomaya, Prana, sharira all of these are meant for to be meditated upon. So, Vakshitha, Gunaha, Brahmani, upapadyante. So, bhakshido upatyesha. So, the upabakti, the reasoning that are given here by Bhashyakara as to how the inter- gunas that, that are intended are all applicable in case of Param Brahma. <coughs> Tena, tadei upasami, the shesha, therefore, Brahman alone is to meditate upon and not jiva. <coughs> Yes, Manomaya twa leh. no And Brahman also is Manomaya prasari also, therefore. So Manomaya prasari is applicable in Brahman also. So Vashakara says, Yattuktam Manomaya ha
0: prasari jivalingam natata <ichaam> Brahmane Upadhyade ite Tadapi
1: Brahmane Upadhyade ite Brumaha Yet tuktam Pakshir said So Munomaha Prana Sharira So one was mind as Upadhy, one is prana as the body So these are clearly the description of Jiva The Jiva lingam. This is in science indicating the Jeeva. How can this be also applicable to Brahman, reasonably applicable to Brahman? So, upat is you have to take all the gunas and apply them to Brahman. So, you don't leave out this Manohamaya and sharira also. So, other things you took. Sathya Sankalpaha, satya what is it, Sarvakarma, etc. Sarvakamaha, that's all right. How about Manomaya, Prashariya, what about them? So they are definitely the sign that indicates jiva. Tadapi Brahmani Upadhyade iti. Even that also can be reasonably applicable to Brahman. Reasonable means Upadyade, Upad reason. We can by reason we can show they also are applicable to Brahman So what
2: is
1: Upapati? What's the reason? Then Bhāshakārā says, Katham jīva-gāmino you know, brahmane-siddhi yeah, This manomāyattvam is clearly applicable to jīva, how do you also show that they are also applicable to brahman? So then Bhāshakārā says, sarvātmatvādhī brahmana jīva-sambandhīne Mano Mayatwadhinin Brahma Samandini Bhavant Bhavante Sarvatmatvadhin Because Brahman is self of all, therefore Brahman is very much the self of jiva also, therefore Brahman, Brahman, Brahman is self of all, therefore Jeeva Sammandhinin Mano Mayatwadhinin even though Manomayatwam Pran Sharidpam are primarily applicable to Jiva, but since Brahman is the Atma of Jiva also, therefore, Brahma Samandini Bhavanti. Therefore, they get connected to Brahman also. And therefore, it is reasonable that these are also applicable to Brahman. Jivas Asadharana Manuatwadi. It is true that manomayatvam Pran Sharidpam are specifically applicable to Jivas. Asadharana, only applicable to jiva, asadharam. Brahma, but then Tasis sadharanya, But they are generally applicable, particularly applicable to Jiva, generally applicable to Brahman. Because Jiva is a particular expression of Brahman. That being the case, what is particularly applicable to Jiva is generally applicable to Brahman. For example, bengal, it has a particular you know shape and everything else, particularly applicable to Bengal, and generally applicable to gold. How can you say gold is round? It is Bengal that is round. How can the gold is that the round is applicable to gold? But gold being the atma of Bengal, what is particularly applicable to Bengal also becomes generally applicable to gold. That's how the argument is. (coughs) Tathacha Brahma विश्वति स्मृती भवत है त्वम स्त्री त्वम कुमानसे त्वम कुमार उतवा कुमारे त्वम जीर्णो दंडे नवंचसे त्वम जातो भवस विश्वतो मुखह
2: इति
1: sarvatah paani paadantata sarvatah sarvato mukham, Sarvata mukham Sarvata ke, Sarvata ke, sarvama, sarvama, sarvama iti chare. Iti chare. so as said. Sarvātmatpe pramāna māha. Vaśyakara gives you pramanam pramāna, means the this statement of scriptures to, to justify the statement that Brahman is self of all. So what is it? <coughs> Tathācha brahmavishe śruti smruti bhavatah. this statement of śruti and the statement of smruti and other statements also are pertaining to Brahman. Tuvam stri. If e, Brahman, you are this woman. So here the Shweta-Shwada-Roshis sees Tvam Shri, hey, you are in the form of this woman. Tvam Kumara, hey, you are the form of this man. Tvam Kumara, you are this young man. Kutava Kumara, hey, this young woman also you are. Tvam Jirino Dande Ramanchasi, hey, you also are, you are sort of torturing with a staff in your hand. Tvam Jato Bhavati Bhavasi Vishwadomukha, you are alone born as multi-faced. Or as Ritnava says, Jiranas Thavirah Yo Dande Ravanchadi Gachadi Sobhitwameva Does this Jiranas thavira the old person, Yo Dande Ravanchadi So one that is Gachadi, who is walking with a stick or a staff, Sobhitwameva, that also you indeed are. Yo Jataha, that's his own interpretation, Mara tvam Jato Bhavasi Then whoever is born, that child also you are. Vishwato mukha. You are the one who is born with face all, in all directions. <coughs> then Sarvataḥ faanipadan tada. Sarvata has Sarvata mukham. Sarvataḥ switimal loge. Sarma vruta. tada. That Brahma has Sarvata faanipadan. Has hands and legs everywhere. Sarvata ok mukham. Akshim means eyes, Shiraham is head, Mukham, mouth. The eyes, head, mouth, everywhere. Sarvata Shruti in the world, he is there everywhere, possessed all the ears. Sarma Vruta remains pervading everything. So Sarvata, Sarva Sudhikshu, Shrutas, Sotranas, Sarvata Shruti So one who has the ears in all directions, it's called Sarvata-śwati-matth. matth nam pāṇādeh, tasse, tasse di sarva and then, sarva-ta-pāṇipādantat. Sarva-jantva-nām nam pāṇyādeh. All the hands and legs and ears and eyes and all of these which are known to belong to all the different jantus of living beings, all of them in fact belong to Brahman, it is sarva-atma-tvoktehi. Because Brahman is Sarvatma, in the form of all these living beings, Brahman alone is, there were the hands and legs that belong to them, in fact belong to Brahman, because Brahman is self of all. (coughs) So, Brahmanim manomayattvādivadatah, hey, you are saying that Brahman is possessed of mind, Brahman is possessed of prāṇa, (laughs) shūtyantar This contention that Brahman is manovaya hai, prana sharira meaning Brahman is possessed of mind, possessed of prana, that's going to contradict the other statement of Shruti, how about that? So Bhastagara says, a prana shamanashubra hai, ita shruti shuddha brahma vishaya Yanto Manomaya prana shari rahmaya prana shari kiti Brahma Vishaya Bramaya Hiddivishha Hai Vish A prana Shamana is without prana, without the vital air, without the mind, ever pure, that statement is also right. Hiddish, Suddha Brahma Vish. The Shruti describes Brahman that is devoid of all the Upadi, that is pure or transcendental. Yantu with this Shudhi which is which presents Brahman as the object of meditation, Murmayaha Pranasraidi, Sabunath Brahma vishaya Whereas this Shruti which says Brahman is mind as Upadi, Prana is the body, only talks about a Brahman, and therefore, well, there is no contradiction. <coughs> Sutratam upasamarati therefore the menu sutra is being concluded here atah iti atah vivakshita guno papatteh parameva brahma iha upasyaatvene upadishtam itigamyate atah therefore that's a sutra because of the plausibility. All the attributes that are intended by the Shruti, all of them are applicable or possible in case of Param Brahma. Therefore, it is Param that is taught by the Shruti as what is to be meditated upon. This is what we understand. So concluding the Explanation of the Sutta. <coughs> Om Pur Ramada, Pur Ramidam, Pur Ad Pur Ramada
0: Shade, Pur Shapur Ramada, Om Shantish, and
1: Shantish, and Shanti Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Kruta Ovande Bhagavanta Uponapunaha
0: Ishvaro Guru De Murti bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murthaye Namaha Om Shantishantishanthi Hari Oh Shri Guru Gyanamaha Hari Oh